The following announcement is being brought to you courtesy of a generous donation to Extra Life by Tyler from the Casual Master Quest podcast. It's that time of year again when the ghouls and ghosts come out to play, when the vampires awake for a bite to eat, and the wolves howl at the moon. But you want to know what's really terrifying? Being uninformed. Halloween, a time for many when you can escape your day-to-day life, put on a mask or a costume, and you get to play make-believe. No one really knows who you are behind the mask, what you do for a living, what your beliefs are, so on and so forth. However, for some, it can truly be a freeing event when you can be who you really are on the inside and hopefully do it without being judged. So in this message, we want to make our listeners aware of trick-or-treaters carrying a blue pumpkin and what they may really be challenged with. You see, a blue Halloween bucket has become an unofficial symbol of awareness for autism. If you see a trick-or-treater holding a blue pumpkin at your doorstep, it could mean that the person is autistic. But for those carrying that blue bucket, it can serve as a subtle way to let informed folks know that despite their physical appearance, whether they're you know, mid to late 20s, but they can still celebrate Halloween with the spirit of an 8-year-old. Maybe the person is nonverbal and cannot communicate, trick-or-treat, or even sometimes a thank you. Perhaps wearing a mask gives them crippling anxiety so they're not in a full costume, so on and so forth. These folks deserve the right to celebrate Halloween without being judged for how they may act or how others may perceive them. So we want to make sure as many people as possible aware that the blue bucket may actually mean something more than, hey, this might be their favorite color. Personally, this sits very close to my heart. My sister was diagnosed with autism close to 25 years ago. I personally have seen the looks from strangers or other parents when she was younger, judging, you know, not knowing what me and my family were going through. But man, when Halloween hits, she absolutely loved it. Every year, she uh, dresses up in a very elaborate costume. You know, each year it's got to be something different. A lot of times she comes up with it herself. And yes, she still goes trick-or-treating sometimes too. Uh, to this day and the more people that can understand what's going on gives parents and the family the rare opportunity of seeing someone who has trouble expressing emotions sometimes with joy and a smile on their face so thank you again to tyler and the casual master quest podcast for their donation and using it to spread awareness for a worthy cause thank you this week's episode of psvg prime is brought to you by the amazing patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash psvg Special shout out, thank you to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Chris M., Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Benny Liu, and Joel Voss, Professor Switch. But of course, thank you to all of our listeners. But if you do decide to give at least $1, U.S., not Canadian. We hear Haley talk about how bad the Canadian dollar is. We want, we want a U.S. dollar. Uh, we'll get you exclusive access to PSVG DLC, Arcadia Academia, Kevin Hates Everything, Bored With Everything, as well as being entered into our monthly Patreon giveaways current offerings include a $20 to Apex Legends, which will get you the season pass and the new legend if you're not on that bandwagon yet. Or you can get $20 to the eShop of your choice. Or we still have available a spiffy new PSVG ball cap. So to get in on all the action and help support us and everything we do here at PSVG, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, on to this week's episode. <laughs> Hey, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, it's not Lucas. Oh, no, 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 no. Apparently, Lucas and I don't podcast anymore together. It was me, Justin, and Caro, and then it was Lucas, Kyle, and David, and now it's me and the big boss man himself, Mr. Donnie Reese. Hello, sir. Greetings, Koopalings. What's up, Brother Kev? I haven't been on PSVG in what feels like forever. I mean, Probably I haven't like, been on what feels like forever either, but yeah. This might be like the longest, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it has been it has been a hot minute. You've been yeah. you've been forced to talk. Well, I shouldn't say forced to only talk Nintendo because you do do Stadia. You do do Xbox. You're you're out and about. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we got to we got to get you to cut back a little bit, I think. I think you need some you need some rest. We need another Xbox person. We do. Or Aww. people. Persons. Persons of interest. Um, yeah, man. So I'm I'm hanging in there. It's been a hell of a week, uh, work-wise, and I, I had the uh, the pleasure of of doing a field trip today with uh, preschoolers. So you can just imagine what that's you, like you, all day. Do you sign up for that like willingly? Well, I wasn't going to. Um, and then my wife was like, "You're gonna let our daughter, our last daughter, our, our baby girl." go on a, her first field trip without her mommy or daddy. And I was I like, I was yelling I for my I'm son not. today and I didn't realize that he wasn't even here. <laughs> so I do that with the older ones sometimes. I'm like, Hey, where's this kid today? Where's that kid today? Cause after school events or my oldest does babysitting jobs. So occasionally I have no idea where they are, but this was the baby. So we, we weren't look at you. Super dad. I've never yeah. gone to a school field trip as it's, I try not to go to my children's school as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's I, the best. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. But yeah, we, we went to we went to a farm and we saw some farm animals and took a hayride to go pick a pumpkin and then, then we like took some Far to, Cry five stuff. Yeah. Joseph Seed was there. He was preaching. It got awkward for a minute. They asked you we to had, join the flock. Yeah, we had some apple cider donuts and then we went to McDonald's. So, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh but yeah, so I'm I'm quite tired from that. But uh how's things with you? On the non-gaming front, oh, busy. It's been a busy like couple of weeks, um, just in travel. Like not nothing like really out of the ordinary. Just a little a little crunch at work. We're mm. doing the NCAA Final Four, no, oh, sure. Which is sad because it's like five percent of what the Super Bowl was. But because we just came off the Super Bowl, everybody's treating it like we're just going to do the exact same thing for Super Bowl. And <laughs> right. I mean, quite honestly, like we did such a good job. I understand why everybody wants to do that. It just feels like it's a lot more work for me on that end than mm-hmm. than other people, than some others. So everything I did for Super Bowl, I now have to like do it for Final Four. And, uh, you know, it's just a little bit more than like swapping out the logo. I got to redo all the filters and redo all the venues and redo sure, all the things. Right. So, yeah. And it's not just and one venue, right? I'm, I'm arrogant here. Oh, there's like 13 venues. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, you go different places. Yeah. From the public safety side, it's any event that hosts like a sanctioned event. And so we've got like the stadium, but we also have the arena. We have the outdoor festival, the concert, the park, you know, all that. Plus any of the hotels that oh, any right. of the teams are staying at. Atlanta is the first city to host the D1, D2, and D3 championship games. So we and we're doing two semifinals. So instead of having two or four teams, we have like twelve teams and the coaches' hotel. They have like their own hotel. <laughs> so uh, and you know it's you know it's it's my job. It's what I do. Um, but a lot of also the the bigger part of this is like, uh, I think our start date like H hours like April second. I think off the top of my head, I have to have my plan due on Halloween. Oh, 
Like plans due next Wednesday. Right, right. So it's that kind of stuff. It's not so much that we don't have time to do it. It's just that we have to, because of the way, you know, the NFL was the exact same way. The way that these big events run, you have to show them what you're doing and have it done like way in advance. Oh, sure. They want to see it. They want like proof of concept and stuff like that. So, you know, I can't walk in the room and be like, we're going to do it like in February. No, like, no, it's got to be done right away. So just a little, a little crunch at work with that. So just been a little focused on that type of stuff. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's, let's, let's talk about fun stuff then. Non-work related stuff. Our, our second jobs, if you will, not that revolves around video gaming. So as we do every week, we'll talk about what we've been playing, um, I'll go first because I don't have a whole lot here, and I think we have one in common that we can both discuss a little bit here. Um, been playing, of course, Apex Legends. Not going to talk about that. Still having fun with the new map and everything like that. Um, I, I went ahead and, and for those of you that aren't in our Discord or on Twitter or haven't been paying attention to me in social media, I don't blame you at all. Uh, I am. I have joined Extra Life, and knowing the people I'm going to go play with uh, in New York, I think Fortnite's going to be on the menu. So I had to re-download Fortnite. So keep in mind, despite everything we talked about with uh, Justin a couple weeks back and we were ribbing about how we weren't going to go back to Fortnite, I did not until this morning, as a matter of fact. And I, I downloaded it and I played one match, which I actually won solo, which I thought was That's nuts. Awesome. I thought that was nuts. I'm like, I, I don't think I've won a solo match. I've won duos and teams before. but never I've never solo. won a match. I've gotten yeah. second multiple times, yep. but I've never Same. won. Same. I've been second a handful of times and it's just always like, well, you get that one person that builds like a maniac or snipes you and you don't even ever see him and you're dead. Yeah. Um, but I want it. I, I I will say the game looks a little bit better. Uh, the the graphical yes, yeah. improvements are nicer. It runs smooth, which it always did. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything different there. I'm glad they've toned back a lot of the, the crazy things that they were throwing in in the later seasons. Like it's back to what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's the map. You don't have giant robots. How, how, you don't have. Stuff, you know the you know? map better than me. Like, I, I know the map. Like, I can I recognize things, but I don't know the map. Like, structures and landmarks. Like, how different is it? Because oh, it's it's really different. In, but I was seeing a lot of like what I feel like similar features. Yes, there are a couple. I think there's like three or four spots on the map that actually are the same. Like Retail Row is still there. Okay. Um, so certain towns, but a majority, like I would say, seventy percent of the map is is different. Like certain houses look the same. Like certain yeah. mountain features and tunnels yep. and like yeah, I was like, yeah, it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's familiar enough, but yeah, yeah. it's not identical. Um, the boats are whatever. I don't. I think it's it, cool. It moves so slow. I don't see the point. I like fishing. That I'm confused by. I don't I've died understand. a couple of times because I'm just fishing. Right. I don't get why we have to fish for weapons. I've done it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it's. So I never checked out this save the world thing, but that's what Jack's friends tell me that I would like. But it hasn't come to Switch. You won't. You won't like that. It's, really? It's basically the same thing, but it's like a tower defense. So like you're putting a map and you have like a set amount of time to prep and set up walls and traps and stuff like that, and then the zombies come in hordes. Like Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. That's, that but it's awesome. not it's not good like Gears of oh. War. Because so, I, like, I, I played Overwatch like that Halloween event, and I just played that for hours. I had a yeah, blast. Yeah. I was like, this is great. It just it doesn't run well. You still have to rely on other people, too, so it's not a solo event where you really can control everything that's going on. Um, okay. And you have, there's a lot of grinding to level up your character and your weapons, because like, you, you get bare-bones weapons that will break and wear out after a while. Sure. And it's very much Legends all the like, and you start with like, here's a handgun, and it's the worst handgun you can have, and yet you yeah. need to survive and grind and level up and upgrade your cards and upgrade your weapons, and you need duplicates to make it better, and there's a lot of management that seems odd for it. I always oh, wish fun. they would put more effort into it, but it seems like they've – I don't even know why they included it, to be honest. I would have figured Chapter 2, they would have just taken that mode out completely and just been like, 
This is Fortnite. Yeah. I'm still confused with how it's early access too. Still, it's still when you're in the loading screen, it mentions you're in early access. Like, really? At what point is this game not early access? I'm sorry. Like, we're yeah. we're not paying for anything like that. There's all this other stuff going on, but wackiness. Um, other than that, um, there is another one I kind of want to mention because Coach Mo mentioned this that the reason he hasn't been playing other games because he's been playing this one that he claims is the best battle royale game out there. And I will say I've never heard of it. That sounds like Coach Mo. Yes. Have you heard of Vigor? Yeah, I have. Okay. See, I didn't until this. Just um, in passing. Okay. So it plays like PUBG kind of like it reminds me of that atmosphere. Um, but there's a there's a bit of base management you have going on. And you have to collect upgrade items and loot to build your camp and stuff like that in between matches. So you drop in a map. And you're in there with maybe, I think that it was weird, so I don't know how it does it, but the first one I was in there was eight other people, but the second one I did seem like there was a lot more. Uh, but you're all on the map, and you don't dive in, it's not like that, you just kind of appear on the map in different locations. And the map will show you places that you can go to loot and gather resources, bullets or weapons or anything. Um, but then there's also exit points on the map. So if you want to try and take everybody out, you certainly can, but if you want to just run in and grab stuff to upgrade your base and then run the heck out of the map, you can do that. Which I have done a lot of sneaking around and hiding and, and sniping at people and then getting out with what as much gear as I can and loot and you run with this. So it's a different take on I, I hate to call it battle royale because I don't feel like it is because I got you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to fight at all. Sounds, but it is yeah. a matter of it's a it's But it also utmost, is like the the most battle royale of battle right. royales. I was gonna yeah. say it's it's the most survival game I've ever yeah. played because it literally is that where you actually survive. It's not you kill everyone and you win. It's like no, you just need to survive. Hunger games. Um, yeah, exactly. It's more like that, which I which I can appreciate. I don't fully understand everything yet. Uh, Coach wants to play this weekend if we can sync up, and I'm hoping to learn a few things from there. I'm intrigued. I won't say it's great. I won't say it's good yet. I am interested in seeing what this is. It'll take a while, but I don't think because a ton of people are playing it. I think that's the major difference between Apex and Fortnite. Gotcha. Um, and I did end up getting Link's Awakening. Uh, I'm not going to talk too, too much about it because I haven't had a ton of time to play it yet. Um, I am enjoying it. It's very nostalgic. Brings me right back to where it was back in, in the original Game Boy. Um, but I will say, Donnie, I echo your sentiments around the blur effect around the outside of the edges. It is bothersome. Uh, I don't understand how the game can look so great in the middle. And then the edges, they just kind of kind of <laughs> blur it out. It's it's annoying. Yeah, the, the Vaseline smear across the edges. Yes, yes. And typically <sighs> the only smears are, are caused by me on my screen and not not the game itself. The problem that I really had with it mostly is it impacted gameplay because I found that I kept looking at it because one, it was either mm. like drawing my eye or I was trying to look ahead, looking to the next panel. Like I'm trying to go over yeah, here, right, right. trying to and look over here and it's all blurry and I can't see, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't get, you know, why they chose that direction. You know, some are saying the whole, well, it's a dream. Well, yeah, still that's, you know, when I played the original one, we didn't know, that it was a dream the entire time. So that that can't be the narrative because hypothetically, uh, this whole new generation of kids playing this game wouldn't know it's a dream off the bat. So to say that, well, that's an effect to show that he's dreaming, that's not, no. You're, you're hiding performance concerns. Yeah, it's there. an effect to hide frame rate and draw distance. That's what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like, why make the game look that awesome because when it runs it looks it looks incredible like the graphics you can't run out, it it's amazing right so why tone it down a little bit and just have the darn thing look good good the entire time instead of just great in the center of your screen yeah um but yeah, i would have I, given I, up like 720p right and like when i said in a review cast i wouldn't have mind if they went back to like the panel 
mm-hmm. thing, like the panel load where you hit the next panel and it, yeah, the it whole thing over. pans over, reloads, you keep going. If that gave me a smooth frame rate and let me turn the blurriness off, I would I would give that up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I will report more on it. I know Lucas just got it from the library too, so he's gonna be playing it. So uh, stay tuned for more Link's Awakening conversation coming. But yeah, as of right now, I'm enjoying it. I'm glad I got it. But yeah, the the things that seem to annoy you are already annoying me. So mm. we're in the same wavelength there, which is a little sad. But hey, any Zelda is better than no Zelda, right? Well, I guess maybe not those CDI games, but you know. I mean, I, you know, it's interesting because so many people hold this game, and I I know it's the original game in their minds. But I mean, I've heard. I mean, we heard it from Jason. He said on the podcast his favorite Zelda game ever. He he's since told me that's probably a, a bit too excited but still like you know top three one of the favorite this game this game doesn't sniff my top zelda game (laughs) like it's not even close it's not even if you were like donna give me your top five i don't even think about this one it's not even consideration (laughs) i mean i'm just i'm being honest yeah (laughs) just being on i I mean even in 2d zeldas i think link to the past and and link between worlds i think those both better um so i don't know yeah yeah that's fair um and the, the last game which i think we've both been playing here um I decided to, to, to play it. Well, number one, after you purchased it, because we talked about adding some funds to the Xbox uh, war chest and figure out what we're going to get. But a lot of people are talking about this game and saying how great it is. And I kind of raised an eyebrow. I'm like, is it really great? Or is this you got a review copy and you're having fun with it? So it's great. Great. Um, <laughs> Sean Capri. But, it's Sean Capri. Sorry. But this this game is good. I'm enjoying my time with Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Ukulele is great. It's a yeah. great game. Like game of the year consideration great. Like real good. Way better than I ever expected. Blown away good. Yeah. And and you played the regular ukulele though, right? Yes. And I hated the banjo because we won. Yeah. So I haven't played it yet. I actually had it downloaded <laughs> because it came to Game Pass. I was like, oh, now I can finally play it. Right. And then Impossible Lair, we ended up getting that. I was like, well, I didn't even start the other one yet. So I'll jump don't. right to Impossible Lair first. Well, do it. Do it just so you can have the contrast. But yeah, like when yeah. you go back, I mean, I don't want to tell you. You know, there are other people that really like the game. I did not like ukulele at all. It didn't. It doesn't move right. It doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't have the controls that I expect to have in like a 3D open world game. And uh, when it doesn't, when I get into like a 3D open world adventure game, if it doesn't feel right, if the if the sticks and everything aren't aren't jiving, like that's the first sure. turnoff for me. It's like no, I don't even want to play it if it doesn't feel right. And uh, and you I, and you weren't a fan of Banjo Kazooie. Oh no, I think the so, game is so overrated. See, and I I enjoyed Banjo Kazooie, so I I think I fe- I owe it to at least try it and i will eventually but donkey kong 3d uh, for that matter too like it's all that was see, all i don't like that one that one i did not like um but impossible lair if we haven't alluded to it enough or if you haven't heard for some reason it's, it's very much donkey kong country with these characters yeah. um you know side scrolling uh, there's an overworld map you kind of sprawl through half between deep. levels yeah two and a half deep. yeah it's Electathon. yeah it's completely it's, different i didn't even know it was 2d i really oh, okay. didn't oh you didn't it know that until, okay i was listening to jacob and he was like, it's totally different. And like this entire time, I've known that this game is out there and exists. Yeah. But because I didn't like the first one so much, you that's how much I tuned oh. out. I was like, I'm never going to play this. And oh. then I hear it's like 2D. And then I hear Sean talk about how much he likes it. I saw all the review scores, Metacritic's like 89. Yeah, you know, like really it's good. good. Yeah, it's getting really. I was like, all right. So, uh, we, yeah, we, we added it to Xbox and I started playing it. And I was like five levels into this thing. I was like, this thing's yeah. great. It's, it's so good. It's fun. The music is great. The characters are, are witty and fun, like, well, uh, it just it's not something you'd expect from too many puns. Well, I mean, that's that's their Way thing. Way too though. many puns. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I mean, that's the thing is like, so you look at this and this is not, you know, this is an indie developer that put out, you know, a high caliber game here. And, this and is a high quality stuff. 2d game for it sure. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Stands um, up there with Mario Bros. U right. or yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm enjoying that one. I will, I will report more on that too in the future. Cause I am going to keep playing that. I might do that during extra life for a little bit too. Ooh, that'd be uh, a good one. Play some ukulele one. Cause that, that's a fun did one. You, runs well. Did you try to take on the impossible layer? Like your first level, like I did. No, because <laughs> really, well, you, you were that you, smart. Well, you just knew. Well, because I I knew when I came out, they said, "Oh, you couldn't handle that because you didn't have those bees." Like that first level you oh, did was, was the impossible I was layer. Just skipping through it. Now. Oh, okay. So yeah, like you you your intro level after you fight him and he flies away, they yeah. put you in that first level right away, and you. I mean, I died probably thirty seconds into that, and I was like, "Oh, oh I did like, better yeah. than that." But I died like six or seven times in a row. Oh, I started getting real frustrated. I was like, it's "The first level of the game. What's the issue here?" And I saw Jacob posting and then he was like yeah it's kind of dumb <laughs> <laughs> no i died the when i died the first time i knew like hey that's you're supposed to do it later go get the bees and you go back to do the lair i got you after the 36th b pun i stopped list i just skip skip <laughs> skip 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 let me play the game already right so. no you, you missed out on that one yeah you would have known if you read a little bit that mm-hmm. you should not attempt to do this again right now i you, see said the blind man Yes, you stood no chance. Uh, but that's it for me. Um, what have you been playing other than ukulele, if you have anything other than ukulele? Mm. A couple things. What did I play tonight? I started playing Clock Tower. Oh, again. Posting some videos, putting them up there on Twitter, playing with the wife, having the wife do it. Um, okay. It's for speed, point and click, a slow game. But uh, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> No, I didn't think so. Just from Not your little video well. clips you posted, I'm like, oh, oh it's so that's bad. What the game looks like. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, it actually, the looks department is really not even the bottom part. It's the um, so there's no voice acting. All of the right. text is dialogue, but you have to click through it. But you have to click through it like line at a line by line. So if the character has five or six paragraphs to say, you have to click it like five or six sentences to get through it, and it takes forever. It's so slow. You and the wife should role play it and read out the like act out the lines as you're playing through them since you have to click through them and waste all that time. So we're doing a record uh, DLC on Saturday and it's all about spooky movies and games. And obviously, as is tradition in Halloween and PSVG land, I will fawn overly excited about Clock Tower and my first time with Clock Tower. So I'm going to talk about it. But uh, yeah, no spoilers. I don't want to get too far into that. So I'll, I'll come back to that okay. later. Um, the other stuff we've been playing. Let's see here. Um, I've been playing. I played Super Hot which is a game I never played. And after hearing about it forever and it came to game pass and I played it on Xbox for about an hour and I was like, this game's awesome. Oh, I and, thought you meant uh, you played it on VR. Okay. Then I went and bought the VR game because Kyle oh, was okay. like, it's even better in VR. And having played it on Xbox, I was like, that makes sense. It probably is better in VR mm-hmm. and it's freaking awesome. in oh, VR. Oh yeah. And it, I mean, Kyle was right. Hashtag Kyle was right. He totally gets all the credit for this. Me and Jack had a blast playing this game in VR constantly. It's so good. Um, it's, it uh, it makes me want um oh damn it Kevin I'm gonna forget red steel yeah. I want a red steel VR game oh yeah that'd be great that's what I want yeah. and that's what super hot makes me I'm like oh because you can like um in 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 super hot you can use like a gun or you might like a knife or a bottle and you can block bullets it's very much like the Matrix mm-hmm. in you know VR game and oh what how great red steel would be. If they put it in VR and let you do all of that, it'd be oh, it'd be fantastic. So I we played that, and uh, I also got Box VR, Boxing VR. I think it's called Box VR. Okay. It's a fitness game, 
Um, it's basically Beat Saber, except that instead of uh, slashing through the Fruit Ninja boxes, um, the path runs at you, and you have to box. You have to throw. You have to throw punches. Okay. Um, so you got to throw a hook. You got to throw undercut, and you got to throw a jab. And uh, they also throw at you squat and lunge positions. So like a wall comes, and they might be like cut in half. So you've got to lean. You got to lunge okay. away from it, or you yeah, can squat yeah. under it. And uh, this game had me pouring sweat. <laughs> and I didn't even get out of the intro. Like the intro was like the first three levels, and on level three, I was sweating it pretty good. I really like it. It's not. Uh, it's set to the beat, but the one of the thing reasons I really like this game, I think, might set it apart, because everybody's gonna when you look at it, you're gonna go, oh, it's Beat Saber, but it doesn't punish you. You don't start over if you like miss things. Mm. And I think in that regard, it's real good. So like, I even jumped into like a level ten. Right. And just doing like the first minute, it was like crazy how fast he like just to have that appreciation for where you're going to get to. Yeah. Um, my daughter did it. My wife did it. Everybody had fun with it. Everybody wants to do it. We want to do it more. I need to do it more. I got to lose some weight. And uh, that game will do it for sure. Nice. So I was playing some of those. Um, I'm trying to think about what things I haven't talked about on on either Empire or Shaq. Oh, I played World War Z with the with the board of video game guys and had right. A freaking blast! Now I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and coin this now because I've never heard anybody say it, and since I have never heard everybody say it, it doesn't exist. Game Pass Game of the Year. That's a category. I get all the credit for it. Let everybody else sit there and try to take credit for it. You hear it here first. Game Pass Game of the Year, and uh, World War Z has the chance to be that for me. I'm not saying it's better than Gears of War. I don't think it is. But World War Z is like the perfect, like it's the perfect, it's the quintessential Game Pass game. It's a game that I don't think many, I mean, I, I sold a million copies, so there's definitely people out there. But this right. game, you know, was never going to like hit like huge numbers and, no, and no. care. You know? Right. Um, but it comes out, we jump in and play it. And I got to tell you, I mean, we were drinking, so that that probably adds <laughs> into it. I was playing with friends and that adds into it. But I said it the, the night we played it. I woke up the next morning and said the same thing. Best night I've had playing games since I was high school. Like since like playing Gears 2 co-op and Horde back in the day. We had so wow. much fun. What? I, I don't know if I – did I play the same game as you guys? I don't know. Like so, I I played it solo because I wanted to experience what you played. Yeah. And solo, I still enjoyed the game and had fun. Um, I wasn't as fun as, as trying to like scope up and strategize how to do yeah. things. But one thing that I, I appreciated solo is I felt the AI was better in my solo match than it was in when we were as a team. See, I didn't think it was AI. I thought I was playing with other people because it was like maybe you jumped into and... a maybe that's your problem. Maybe you jumped into an actual public match. Did you go okay. offline? Because I played it offline. Trying no, to play. I don't think bots. I played it offline. So maybe that's why. Okay. So I played it with bots, and the one thing that I appreciated with it is that my companions always stayed behind me. They never went ahead. They never like spooked anybody. Oh, then I definitely I, didn't play with bots. If then. I went okay. silent, they went silent. They didn't go live until I went live, and I was like, I appreciate that because. When we were playing as a trio, I would have rather not carried the fourth person because he kept right. alerting everybody all the time. We were like right in the middle of something, and he just pulled out a shotgun and started alerting everybody. It Are you was, sure we, that was a bot with you guys? It was it a wasn't? bot, yeah. Okay. It was a bot. And we hated it. We're like, stop it. <laughs> like, it just kept making it worse because uh, it's a pretty tough game. Like, games. Yeah, pretty, well, no, it's tough, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we made it through New York, Chapter okay. 3. We got halfway there, I think. Yeah. I think. And uh, I bought I bought some DLC. <laughs> like I was having so much fun. I was like, there, there's like a shotgun pack where you get like an axe and an awesome shotgun, like way better than the one you get for like two bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Like two dollars. Yeah, I got a Game Pass game. It's two dollars, and and uh, we just had a blast. I really, really liked it. I think the game looks good. Um, yeah. I think it's smooth. More like more so. It has a lot of zombies on the screen. It does. Know, yeah, at certain points, it, it's just like the movie where they just tower and climb up. Yeah, each other and everything. I remember like how big of a deal that was when Dead Rising came out, and I mean, I've played them both, and I think World War Z is way better than Dead Rising Four. Um, and I told Josh, I, I kind of wish it was. I wish the license was Dawn of the Dead instead of World War Z <laughs> because it'd been more fun if you just sat in like it'd be more fun if you got a little what more wacky with the stuff. I did find a chainsaw, which is a blast. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, a chainsaw. Yep. There's crossbow yep. with explosive arrows, super fun. Um, but it would be fun to have a little bit of the Dead Rising in there where you could like put a razor blade on a golf club and duct tape some stuff together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Diver. That would be a little fun. That would be quite cool, but. Um, I'm really, really digging it. And, uh, like I said, I played, it, I played it today by myself and, uh, I, I think every week or every week, it's only been one week since we played it. I think multiple times I've already reached out to them trying to set up another day yeah. so we can okay. get back online. And I'd love to have you as our fourth or right. any, yeah. I know Grouchy just got game pass. I'd love to play it with four people. Cause it, it does have, it's, it, it scratches like that left for dead itch. Yes. That's what I thought when I was playing. I was like, Oh, this is left for dead. Okay. The I voice, get this. Like it's not even the voice acting. The writing is awful. Like, uh, it was one of the things was the first thing I noticed is, uh, in the first level, like I went to go, you have to get to an elevator and I went to go escape and I walked up to the elevator and I I hit the action button and my character clicked the button. And then she just screamed, I pushed the button. It's like, why, (laughs) why does every character have to do this here? And it's a lot of that. It's very generic, bland writing. Um, but that said, even if you cut all the writing out, it has, it, the guns are good, and it sets you up in a really good, like, zombie scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, your back's against the wall. Fight your way out. It oh, does yeah. that well. Absolutely. And that's really all that matters. You don't need a story. And they, dude, it's zombies. You're with four friends. You can find some stuff, blow some dudes up. We're setting out turrets and landmines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so much fun to watch the zombies just go careening. <laughs> or um, I had my shotgun, and a zombie came, and he went to go raise his arm, and it just blew his arm off. But he still kept coming and yep. like that type of stuff. Oh, I was digging it, man. I was really I'm really, really into it. The custom character stuff. I don't want to say it sucks because it's there. There's multiple options. But in certain modes, you're not allowed to even use it. No, you and just that I don't like. use it. Yeah. Yeah. That so level of each character too. like each person mm-hmm. has a different progression, which is kind of annoying. So like if like and guns. Say, look, you love well, yeah, that guns too. too. Yeah, but like, let's say I play with like you guys, and I've been playing as this one character the whole time, and and Josh picks that character. Well, then I'm stuck. I have to take and somebody that's that's like about, level down. Because it would be more fun if we could create our own character and play. Yeah, for sure. It's like you have customization there, but you can't do it when I think you're in online lobbies mm-hmm. and like certain modes. You can't. You just have to pick one of the four people, the, these NPCs that you have, and. I don't like that about it. Like I said, it's not the greatest game I've ever played, but what it does, it does well, and mm. uh, I appreciate it. And I'm really glad. I think when it came, when it released, half of us in the Discord were like, "That's a Game Pass game," because we're all a little trepid. Spend sixty dollars on it. We're like, mm, I don't know. You know, like the reviews weren't like super great. You know, like there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of evidence that make you want to go spend money on it. But uh, you know, like you got to think this developers, because who is it? It's uh, oh, uh, I think it's Saber. Didn't Saber make this game? These are the people that make NBA Playgrounds. I think it's the oh, same God. folks. And um, and if you think about it like that, like what a huge. This feels like a triple A game. It's got triple A like production. You know, it feels yeah, good. Saber. Big game. Yep. Yep. And uh, they just bought somebody too. They like, just hired a new studio. Like so, they're growing. They're on the move. I think. 
Um, I think I saw that on Twitter. But yeah, uh, really, really digging it. So, you know, I'm playing some VR stuff, been playing some Switch stuff. I've been I've been talking about Switch for a couple weeks. I mean, it's Halloween. It's Halloween season. You've right. seen my Twitter. I'm watching it. Just yep. movies. I'm doing yep. that. And uh, <laughs> we went to Nashville and stuff like that. So I haven't really been playing a lot of games. I do anticipate locking myself in the house tomorrow. Play some Call of Duty. I'll have that campaign wrapped up this weekend. So I can try out this Outer world, see how that goes. I'm very excited to see all the review scores that it's getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, even if it's not for me, I'm happy to see Microsoft has a studio in-house that can make a good single-player game. Yeah. Like, that's, I, I, that's a positive effect. For sure. I would love for you to love it, but knowing – like, I've avoided a lot of this, the, the detailed stuff. But the themes that everyone's saying is like, hey, this is just Fallout. I don't expect you to like it, but I, I hope you would. But yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I I didn't mean to say a you know the, another one. I know Ninja Theory can do it, and you know Halo has yeah, its game once, but they need more. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying it for a long time, Xbox needs more of that in-house. They need more yep. exclusives like that. So the fact that they're adding somebody uh, who just put out a game of quality production levels that's getting good review scores, that's good. So that yes. means in the future we can look forward to more things like that, and that's fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's time to to hear from you guys instead of from us for just a couple minutes here. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one comes from Mr. Mark Moody, the glorious one in our discord. He asks with all the game delays that have happened today, which we'll get to later in the news, which delay are you most saddened by? Gods and monsters. Really? Yeah. I, I wasn't. I mean, I don't know how much I want to talk about it now versus the news story. I, I don't. I, I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be so soon because they didn't show a whole lot of it. But I wanted right. to have hope that it was. Sure. But the promise of what the game was had hooked me from the start. I mean, it was a Breath of the Wild clone. I was all for it. Yeah. And and then on top of it, I was really really hoping to play it on Stadia through ub plus that's true and now you got to think all of that's delayed and uh, that really shoots like a shoots of the stadia heart at me like i'm like oh this really hurts that stings a lot on that regard because i was looking forward to playing all of ubisoft stuff via stadia and now i mean i still will and i think stadia was banking on ubisoft being there to start things off and now they're probably like oh darn it you know yeah um and i and i and i still will just six or eight months later because you know like they got it sucks that I'll wait for the story. We'll wait till we. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into more detail here. So, so my short answer is Watch Dogs Legion for me, um, just simply because what they showed looked really far along, like very far along, because they showed a lot of this game at E3. Like there was the long gameplay trailer, and then they showed like a lot of the footage with the multiple mm-hmm. characters taking over. Like that seemed far along, and now they're talking way later. Not just yeah, but we've also months. never seen a game like that. See, that's the one that the, I'm. That's like, true. That's the one where I look at it and I go, that makes sense. Because I bet they're going, I bet there are all, all kinds of issues with that game. Quite possibly. And it might be too ambitious. But for me, just being the Watch Dogs fan, I was like, I was so excited to see a Watch Dogs sure. again. And it's like, oh, now you got to wait. Like, uh. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll get to more of that later. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley asks in our Discord, what game do you want a sequel to that never got one? Do you need to think or do you have an answer? Yeah, I, I wasn't. One. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So for me, Eternal Darkness. That's, my That's a good one. I backed that Kickstarter. Yeah. Did you? No. I backed that Kickstarter and it never even came close to its goal. Nope. 
Nope, not even <laughs> remotely close. It was like 10%. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's it. Eternal Darkness was just such a great, it's a really idea good idea because it just did so many things very different that we still haven't seen games really do again. The way it messed with you uh, mentally. Now the story and stuff like that. There were definitely some opportunities for growth there for sure. Uh, but I just like the fact that it was a game that messed with you in so many different ways that we just never saw before. Um, but yeah, that 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 was the first one that came to my mind right away. I don't know if I have an answer, to be honest. I'm sitting here thinking, and so many of the games that I play are in series and they have sequels. And a right. part of that's the fact that I love so many exclusives and folks stick to that stuff, I guess. Like, not, I'm trying to think like Wii U stuff, maybe. Not like, uh, like Zombie U? Oh, that's that's not a bad one. They I really don't have approved on that. Yeah. I really like Zombie. You know that. I mean, every yeah, I yeah. really like Zombie. You. I thought it was fantastic for a survival horror game. I yeah. would love another one. I would love a sequel. That's that's a good one. I like that. Um, last question, also kind of a little bit here on the news story we're going to get to shortly from uh, Dev. With all the delays, are there any games you consider skipping till they inevitably end up a cross-gen title, like Watchdogs Legion? Anyone is what he says. Um, yeah, and I mean this this was one of the things that I raised when people were talking about all these delays here. And I was like, well, if some of these titles are not pushed to be a cross gen title, I think they're putting them out to just die. No, um, there's still sell millions of them. There's tons of people with consoles. That'd be fine. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at something like it's going to be bad compat anyway, allegedly. No, it, it is. They've, I mean, we've seen the internal PlayStation stuff and micro, I mean, Phil Spencer said he's, that's the focus of Xbox. That's that's right, that's right. Known. But I'm, that's no but, but, property. But look at it this way: so what Xbox is done with backwards compatibility is you had to own the old game and eventually they make it available digitally. Yeah. That's not. I mean, that yes, that's backwards compatibility, but that's not like day one. I got my new Xbox. I can play this game. It's whenever they be. decide to do it. I I, if they do it, then, then great. I mean, I'm all for that. It's um, it's it's. And Sony, I can't trust them saying backwards compatibility yet because the, they the did last a presentation did, on it. Right, but the last. <laughs> Last time they did it was on PS3, and that model of it was astro. That was the six or seven hundred dollars version. To say, so the like, counterpoint is that to, to to take what they did in the past and try to apply it to now is the apples and oranges. Oh, okay, I, I understand. The architecture that were is the same. Oh, you yeah. know, it's they're all PCs now. They don't have cell processors and all the things. They're all it's all the same. So the, I'm not. That's not going to be an issue. You'll get just like on X. It's it's literally just like PlayStation 4 Pro and Scorpio. The exact same thing. You'll put hmm. the game in and you'll download the 8K patch or the performance patch or whatever. It'll be the exact same thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, for me, if I still haven't decided how or when I'm jumping into next gen, I really need to see the price points of these next consoles. Um, but for me, Watch Dogs Legion would be one. I would just wait until the next gen. 99, 4.99. Um. That's, that's- it depends more for me on the windows in which games come out. If I get squeezed in a month or two where I just don't have the time, mm. then I may just put off playing a game until I, I get a, a console version. I think the ones that I would do so are things that I'm either not really excited for. So this would be like weird. It's going to be a weird way to answer this question. There are games that I'm not like jonesing to play, but I want to play. Like I'm going to play Cyberpunk. I don't know how like eager I am to play Cyberpunk. You know, if Cyberpunk was to get delayed, for example, let's say it gets delayed until June. If it's going to be right there on Xbox Scarlet in October in better, I might wait for that one because right. 
you know, like it's a few months and I'll have plenty to play and things like that. That's the type of stuff. The Last of Us, I'm not going to wait to play. I think that's why this question is. I'm not going to mm. wait to play The Last of Us at all. I'm going to play The Last of Us as fast as I can, as best as I can. And then when it comes out on the next thing, I'm going to play it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like uh, like for something like that, I'm not going to wait. Um, it's more for like those in-betweens, you know, like should, uh, like if should Doom Eternal get delayed again, you know, that might be something I'm like, well, you know, what? it's just going to be a lot better on the other platform. So I'll just yep. play it there. If things that I would never problems. replay, you know, things like that. Yeah. Makes sense. Halo. I mean, I, we're all expecting it to launch with the new console, but let's say right. that, right. If Halo was coming to Xbox ones in September and Xbox Scarlet in November, I would absolutely wait to play it on Scarlet. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm not that into Halo. You know, I, I can wait on Halo and be just fine. That makes sense. All right. Um. So thank you everybody for sending in those messages. As always, you can always tweet us at PSVG or hit us up in the Discord. We always ask before the show uh, what questions you might have for us. So thanks everybody. Uh, but it's been a week, so it's time to jump into all the news of the week, which ironically enough, I think all these news from the week is really news from today as we're mm-hmm. recording it. A lot happened. Um, let's jump into the delays first, uh, because that we've already kind of talked to them right off the bat. So Ubisoft came out and basically said, Hey, pretty much everything we showed you three is not coming out anytime soon. Um, rainbow six quarantine, just dance and roller champions will be out next fiscal year. No quarters or anything given. So that could be anytime from March, 2022, March, 2021, April 1st. That's true. April to March, 2020. 21 um watchdogs legion gods and monsters uh july 1st 2022 so uh, december 31st july yeah so once again we'll see them again at next year's e3 before they're going to come out maybe we'll get a release date at next year's e3 for these ones and see i could wait for watchdogs like just to bring sure. that up again yeah, but yeah again i was planning on playing them with stadia right so right um skull and bones which i just cancel, cancel at this it. point like just i cancel it I don't recall many people other than maybe I, for some reason I remember being excited about this one. Mm. If I can recall, it was like, this was my least favorite part of, part of uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. And this is just yep. a full game of that. No, thanks. Uh, but they're already saying after April 2021. So and I think after probably. last year, didn't um, didn't Eve's like do a blog where they were like reworking that? Because at first it was like you controlled ships like like risk, like you yeah. actually played as a ship, not a person. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And I think they were going to go and like make it an adventure game. They're basically going to make it like an Redoing. Assassin's Creed If they game. do that, I would be, I would probably be interested at that point if the ship combat was toned down and there's other stuff to it. But Yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one, Beyond Good and Evil, just to just, be determined, which I, they they haven't really given any insight as when that was coming out. I was always anticipating that being next-gen anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's not even that that is what it is. Like, I'll be excited when it comes out, but it's not that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm What's more the chances it comes out before 2022? Before 2022? I don't think so. I was like holiday 2022. <laughs> um, not a chance. Yeah, no, no. I, I mostly I'm not surprised. I am a little bit surprised about like Rainbow Six, Watch Dogs, Gods and Monsters. Just because we well, Gods and Monsters we didn't see a whole lot of, but like Watch Dogs and Rainbow Six, we saw a good amount. It's and they, Roller they, Champions, like why is that delayed? I don't, I don't get it. Unless it's strategic, I don't get it's it. It's got to be strategic though. It's got to be because they didn't delay a game. They delayed everything. Right. Their entire release schedule. They, I, I think Ubisoft, if anything, they are positioning for next gen. Um, at E3, actually on the Ubisoft show with Devin, I was telling him it's all gonna get delayed. I've been mm. saying that since E3. Like, this happens every time consoles launch. Like, 
I'm not, I mean, I, I, cyberpunk's going to come, right? Like the big ones are going to come. We're going to play Marvel. We're going to play the last of us a lot. I'm not going to be surprised at all. I've, I've actually have been saying it. I've been expecting it. I'm expecting dying light to get delayed. Yeah, I, mean, I am too. It's going to get delayed to next yeah. gen. Like I, any big game like that, it just it makes more sense to launch with the big, pretty new console and a big window. You're going to sell more. It just, it, I think, I think there's a lot of financial reasons to doing so. And I'm, I think that's what you, we're seeing. I'm with you until you hit Just Dance and Roller Champions. I don't care what those delayed. I don't until know next why. fiscal year. That, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Those ones, because Just Dance, they still sell it on Wii. Like we talk about it every year, how that yeah. still releases on Wii. There's zero them. point to delay that game at all. And Roller Champions, while it looked kind of cool, it's a cool idea. That's not, no one's going to be banging on the door to get that game at all. That that's it's a game strange. pass game. That's a games with gold or PS Plus title. Have we ever seen on. anybody delay like? An entire catalog? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, like something on the scale like this. Like they I don't think so. basically delayed their entire E3 presentation. Yeah. The only thing they did they, was um was um Ghost Recon. That's the only thing, right? And they admitted that that's been a colossal flop. Yep. They yeah. said that in that same thing. They were like, this is not going well. Yep. Yeah. That's, Stings. That's, um, speaking of delays, you have another one on your agenda here. Naughty Dogs. Neil Druckmann has announced The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed three months to May 29th, 2020. Citing in the blog post, they simply don't have enough time to give The Last of Us Part 2 the level of polish that they deemed up to, quote, Naughty Dog standards. This comes off the heel of their big media blitz they had a month ago. And according to Jason Schreier, this will also bump Ghost of Tsushima into later in the year. Uh, he speculates, or I mean, I guess he thinks he knows, uh, it was planned to be in the first half of the year. That was never dated. We never had a date for this game. No. But he said it was, I mean, it's before June. Which is shocking to me because I always thought that that was launching with PS5. I thought so too. As a cross-gen title, I, mm-hmm. I was from the moment you know PS5 came into thought. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. So it's crazy that <laughs> four weeks ago they come out and they're like, "Here's the date. Here's the collector's edition. Here's the Ellie edition. Here's the legendary edition. There's two hours of the game. It was a huge thing. I loved every bit of it." To then turn around and delay it again, it's uh, interesting. I mean, I think the the common logic here at least it makes sense the easy the low-hanging fruit here is they've got a they must have found something wrong something must have broke or not worked or they must have maybe they had to rewrite the ending but something something had to be changed and they needed more time i can't imagine this close because you gotta think if it was february they're not that far away from going gold no right they were like eight weeks out from going gold so like you got yeah there's something they had to find an issue i think it had to that be makes that makes sense unless this has got something to do with like fiscal years you know, like maybe they think Death Stranding and, and Call of Duty and everything's going to get them good. So maybe they're going to lead off next fiscal year with the last right, of us and a strong, you know, well, opening quarter. have a, a console launch, though, too. So you shouldn't be concerned with it because they're going to over fist the new console year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw some speculation on Twitter that it could be like some stock price manipulation mm. maneuvering. And uh, I don't know enough about it, but I just saw it and thought it was worth bringing yeah. up. I mean, I'm I'm not mad they're delaying the game because much like you, I want it to just be great. I, oh, yeah. I don't I don't fully believe the Naughty Dog standards because this already looks far above their standards before, which it's were incredible. already high. Yeah. So like you can't say Naughty Dog standards; you're already above that by far. So I think there had to be something that was just really wrong that they need more time to do it because you you would not do a media blitz to the level that recently and say, uh, here's the, Oh wait, 
nope, we're pushing it out. Like that something there has to be more of this story that we may never find out what it is, but I'm not believing it's the something either game breaking was discovered or it's just something coming on. on doesn't work right. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. And, and I did say that on Twitter. Um, I mean, because, you know, Devin was hitting on the discord and when this came up and we, uh, the rumors were floating around all morning. And as of last night, you know, I, I expect, I, I don't have any issue with them delaying the game at all. I'm super excited. I was there for it. I've been there for it this entire generation. I'm completely fine. I, I don't think it's, I think it's weird that anybody, I think this is the point Devin was trying to get at on the, on the discord today. You know, like, for anybody to be mad at a company or a developer for delaying is uh, is just asinine, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. their product. They don't owe it to us. We're not in like I don't want to say entitled. Isn't the right word, but like we're not beholden to a date. Like if they don't make the date, like that doesn't, you know, like go get a refund. Go to Best Buy if you care that much. But that's ridiculous. Like take all the time you need. This is gonna be one of the best games ever made. I have no doubt. That's what Naughty Dog does. Every time they release a game, they release a game trying to make it the best game that's been released to date. That's what they do. And uh, I have no doubt that every inch in power of magicianship and sorcery and wizardry that they have in that studio has went into this game. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see it. So if they want to make, you know, the raindrops glitter a little bit more, I'm here for it. Do whatever you got to do. Makes sense. Um. All right, so moving on away from delays here, we're going to get to one of Donnie's favorite topics here, and that's that's Twitch streamers and Mixer streamers. Donnie loves these guys. Um, another Twitch star making the jump over to Mixer. This one comes a bit of a thing to most people. Shroud, who uh, has had Twitch followers of over 7 million and has a 2019 record high hours watched of 20 million viewers. Uh, he's known for like insane uh, and aim, and he's really like calm. Like you never see him flip out. He never gets angry. Like, you see a lot of Twitch streamers like they get those clips of them raging, not doing mm. people. But he made out of the blue that he's moving to Mixer trailer that you know was a tongue in cheek, um, but it, it just comes to a big surprise. Uh, is not as divisive I feel as most. Um, where he's kind of a personality that some people love. They do. Uh, Shroud seems to be kind of beloved. Even Kyle said, like, well, heck, I'd watch um, so I'd be along with it. But the, the shock is that literally yesterday, um, Shroud was playing with Dr. Disrespect. They were playing PUBG, and they were, like, joking. They were making bets as far as um, paid subscriptions. Like, uh, if Doc did better than Shroud, he was going to give him 4,000 subscriptions as it informed him. So it's really weird that now one of Doc's best friends as far as streaming, Dr. Disrespect, is now moving over to Mixer Exclusives. What's going to happen there? Are they splitting viewership? Are they still going to play the same game? So, like, is Shroud still going to play, like, PUBG with Dr. Disrespect and they try and capitalize on that audience both Mixer and Twitch at the same time? Mm-hmm. This was an announcement put out by Microsoft. This was a Shroud announcement moving it to it as well. So this might not be um, Microsoft orchestrated. Perhaps we haven't really heard anything here about it. You know, there's been no um, mumblings of, well, how much was he paid? You know, how much did he do to do this? But uh, it's definitely a a big power move because he's a a very talented player. Definitely, you know, you can't say otherwise. He's 100% better gamer than than Ninja. Ninja's more personality. The kids love him. Uh, But Shroud is very much a very skilled professional player. Um, So, yeah. Another big power player moves over to Mixer. 
I've never heard of this person until today. I know. Like <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not trying to be like no funny or hater. I have literally never heard of this name before until today. So I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, I figured. Um, you got some Game Pass news, I think. I do, and I have another news thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Near and dear to me that I didn't put in here, but I should have because it came out late last night over in Japan. Persona 5 Scramble. The Persona 5 Warriors game was unveiled. Did you watch the trailer that I posted, Kevin? I did. It looks fantastic. It looks like a sequel. Um, I even believe it is a sequel. I've got a blog post pulled up here. Um, it is it is a direct sequel to to Persona 5 that takes place half a year after the events of the main game. The story will find the Phantom Thieves getting together for summer vacation, only to be drawn into a new mystery. Palaces, there's new supports. You can switch out and play as any of your favorite characters whenever you want. Um, it, I mean, you know I like the Warriors games. Yeah. I know you like the Warriors games. Mm-hmm. This looks, looks cool. so much better than it any does. of the Warriors games that I've ever seen. It's so much better than Marvel Ultimate Alliance. It's so much better yeah. than it's so much better than all that. Uh, the Hyrule Warriors didn't look this good. I mean, this looks yeah. great. I am. It has 2D. Do you see the 2D side scrolling like thing? Yeah. I was. Oh my god! <laughs> this new social events. Oh man, this is. I was talking about it today with uh, Champs Games. Everybody made fun of me. I, I said I wanted Persona 5 Warriors before yes, it was did. a thing. I I have I have it on record. I have that in, mm-hmm. trined on Twitter. I wanted it a year before it was actually a thing. Yep, I remember that. So I was excited when it became true. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen for me. This is so much better than even what my mind had. I had in my mind Hyrule Lawyers with Persona people. Right. Like, I think even when it was announced, you and I talked about it when they announced Joker, you know, to Smash. I said, I really hope they go and make it a Persona game. That was my thing. Like, really do Persona have a story with the characters, do the support stuff. On then let me beat up and smash things, right? Basically, just get rid of the dungeon crawling and the turn base from Persona. Yeah. Put in hack and slash beat em up, and then let everything else stay the same. And it looks like that's what they're doing. Like this is so much better than I could have ever hoped and dreamed for. I I gotta say, I mean, really blown away by this trailer. The trailer alone, if you haven't seen it, we posted on Twitter. It's in Nintendo Shack. Uh, for those of you, this game's coming to PlayStation 4. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. It's uh, February 20th in Japan. No idea what that means for yeah, for us, you know. Probably like, maybe fall. I don't know. Maybe. The if but it has I, English support in Japan, I, I might import it. To be quite quite honest yeah, well, it's true. Yeah, I, I I will say, um, based on how good it looks and, and everything that was on there, uh, I would not buy this on Switch because I feel like the Switch version cannot look like that. It'll be fuzzy run. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it, it looks very, very cool. I will say that 100%. I might play it on sense. PlayStation 4. I mean, in yeah. all seriousness, I got to see what Switch, you know, how it stacks up and all that. But yeah, I'm very excited about this game. I thought it looked fantastic and I cannot wait to play. I get to play Stakamaki and just go mow down some folks as Panther Man. It's going to be great. Very excited. Uh, you want me to get into my Game Pass stuff? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. So I had a few things here, but as a quick reminder, we've already covered it. Ukulele, Dishonored 2, Fallout New Vegas have already dropped on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Minute dropped on Game Pass today. The Outer Worlds drops on Game Pass tomorrow, October 25th, Friday. After Party drops next week, Tuesday, um, which is, I'm super excited about. I'm probably going to go Call of Duty, After Party, Outer Worlds, to be honest with you. That makes uh, sense. Le- Lego Star Wars, October 31st. Lego Star Wars 3. Yeah. And then Subnautica, November 7th. So it was 10 games. That they dropped on Game Pass this month. 
like a game and a half a week every every five days to get something new to play. And speaking of Game Pass, the Games Industry Investment Sunday in London held a, a, an ID at Xbox seminar led by Augustino Silmanetta. He provided a presentation which I thought was uh, some interesting factoids. Game Pass subscribers are playing 40% more video games overall, including Game Pass and non-Game Pass games. So they're talking about the user activity based on what you did before you had Game Pass, after you had Game Pass. So people that have, once they get Game Pass, they're seeing an increase in total play activity for all games. They're just buying more games, they're saying. 91% of Game Pass subscribers have played a title they would not have tried without Game Pass. Now that's self-reporting. Yeah. That's self-reporting poll. Microsoft's internal numbers show that 30% of the people that have Game Pass have played a game in a new genre that they never played before they had Game Pass. They uh, And he said, he, he so he thinks the analogy he was drawing is he likens that behavior to like streaming services, Netflix, Hulu. And that makes sense, I guess, yeah. right? Uh, you have a service, you have all the stuff, so you just start trying out some things. It changes the way, like I think everybody, you probably, we never watched, I don't think anybody watches much TV before Netflix as they did after Netflix. Like that's the impact yeah. of Netflix is that more right. people watch TV now because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff. Here's the quote that I really enjoyed. We're seeing a massive spike in certain categories, but generally when a title goes into Game Pass, we see an average of a six-time increase in usage for all games in the Game Pass catalog. Mm-hmm. And this was backed up by After Party, who said that they've seen a spike in pre-orders on all other systems when their game was announced that it was coming to Game Pass. Marketing. This is a strange phenomenon that we see with Game Pass games. Mm-hmm. They keep saying it, and every time they say it, I'm, I almost want to call BS on them, but they have data to prove it. When you put your game into Game Pass, it sells more. Like, people just buy the game more. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I talk, go ahead. I don't know why, but this isn't the first developer to say this. But yeah, in my head, I'm like, oh, cool, something's coming to Game Pass. Guess I don't need to buy it. Like, Outer Worlds is a game that I 100% Donnie, I would have been buying. I would have been buying this game regardless when I was coming to Game Pass, but they said, "Hey, it's coming to Game Pass." Right, sweet. I just saved sixty bucks. Like I would have bought After Party on Switch right, in a heartbeat, right. and yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, so I don't get it, but apparently the marketing, at least in Game Pass, gets people. It gets people. I guess people that don't have Game Pass, like they're seeing right. it because of Game Pass. Um, did you listen to Empire? Yes. So I I continue to keep thinking that, especially with XCloud. Game Pass is the like the new store. Yeah. Game Pass is the store. This is the store, yeah. And to get to the store, you should have to go through Game Pass to get there. Instead of being able to launch them separately or anything, like I, I actually think if I if I was Xbox, I don't know how I would love I can't wait to see what they're planning on in terms of like a dashboard yeah, system free. for Scarlet, but I would launch you into Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely like launch you into like here are all the games you can play right now. Yeah, instead, oh, of telling, you wanna... instead of telling me to watch Ninja on Mixer, exactly. tell me, hey, these games just launched in the Game Pass. Have that dashboard to launch it right from there. That'd be yep. great. I don't even care if there's like a little scroller at the bottom yeah. of just games. A ticker, <laughs> like, yeah. Like Netflix. You open yeah. up Netflix. Here's all the stuff you have. Now, if you want to go find something, that's on you. Like, you yeah. go do that. But here here's are the what things... we want you to see. There yeah. you go. That's, I mean, I've been saying that for a while now, and I... I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but I mean, it, it seems like Game Pass is taking over just like Xbox. Like that's just what yeah. Xbox does now. It's more than the console. It's more than the systems. It's more than the cloud. It's Game Pass. Everything should be pushing Game Pass. X Cloud, Scarlet, everything. It's all about Game Pass. 
So these were very, very interesting numbers that I, I that I saw, and I just thought it was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of chance to talk about Xbox or once a month show and whatnot. So I wanted to get it in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So the next story I have and probably the last story we'll cover tonight is Fallout news. So people expect me to have to talk about the stuff when it happens anyway. And because Bethesda can't get out of its own way, apparently, announcement uh, that they were adding a new uh, feature to Fallout 76 because, you know, Fallout 76 was such a massive success that why not keep riding this wave? Uh, but they first announced that the thing I was most excited from last EA, uh, EA E3 uh, was, hey, we're going to add the NPCs. The characters that are going to help tell the narrative are going to be added to the world. I'm like, yes, finally, this will feel more like a Fallout game. Delayed till next year. Okay, I guess, you know, but in my head, I'm like, hey, at least you're still supporting haven't given up on it okay but at the same time they announced a new subscription service that costs 13 dollars a month or 100 dollars a year to give you private servers and basically allow you to create your own experience in fallout 76 on paper sounds like a fantastic idea and they say people have been clamoring for fallout 76 on paper that sounds great because you can go fallout 76 without the risk of somebody else coming murdering you and taking like you can just build a world with your friends and seen uh, playing this game Kotaku like once every couple of weeks has we discovered this guy who did this really cool thing in Fallout 76. He built a with the death claw and he's inviting people to try and survive. And if they do, he gives them gear like all these cool experiences people are making on their own. Then I'm like, man, if you're able to just do that and isolate other than what you're controlling, I, I could see some really awesome stuff happening. Yeah. Like launched extremely overpriced it's out there um and update it's broken as heck private worlds aren't as private um that anybody on your friends list can join your your world so in in a day and age where we play fortnite and apex and and people constantly sending friend requests like hey that match went well i want to friend this guy because experience when you play with air quotes friends now you have all these people have access to your private server in Fallout 76 that you may not want because they're really not your air quote friends. So it's going to require people to clear through their their friends list on these consoles like that. Um, they're saying it's buggy. The features aren't working as Bethesda described it. So the funny out of all of this, Donnie, is that an angry fan, an angry Fallout supporter, not myself, actually was able to get the URL Fallout First, which is what they're calling the subscription service. They got control of the URL. And has deployed a parody website trashing the Fallout idea and that it's malign intentions on Bethesda's part. And he's basically holding them hostage. Um, calling Fallout First is described on his website as a your money membership and a yearly cash burning pile. Um, but yeah, he has control of the website and Bethesda apparently is trying to negotiate getting that. Uh, but yeah. Just a dumpster fire of what seems like it should have been a good idea from Bethesda, but the execution of rollout has just been horrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. I know. I don't think anybody's clamoring for Fallout 76 or anything about it. I think every game will always have somebody who tries to stand by it, especially bad games. Every bad yep. game has a somebody. There's a somebody out there. Devil's Third has people that'll swear up and down to you that it's fantastic. It's a great game. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't want to hear that. Nobody's clamoring for this game. The balls that Bethesda has, yep, is next level because this game has been nothing 
but bad PR the entire time. It was bad PR on announcement. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted it. It was worse when they released it. <laughs> they tried to make it better by doing some sort of battle royale thing, and that seems to have no juice. And now to do this, the goal to charge people for a private server, something that like you can do in Minecraft for free, it's something true. that Elder Scrolls Online does. Like there's a billion games that do this all the time. And then to charge more than Game Pass costs to have it? Yeah. You could have Game Pass and play hundreds of games. The Outer Worlds being one of them. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> this is so much garbage and so tone deaf. And the the only question that the, the question that I would like to ask you, I think this is probably the question that our listeners would like to hear from you, is do you think that Bethesda is doing irreparable harm to a franchise like Fallout? Fallout is a name that used to mean something. And like, I mean, what are they doing, man? Like, is this Mass Effect Andromeda? Like, could this could this be the last Fallout that we ever see? I, I am. Th- Yes, I, I think they're I, I don't think it's gonna be the last fallout because people will still buy the games, but I think they're doing irreparable damage to the brand like Mass Effect Andromeda did, where people are gonna be like, Well, here's a new fallout, not interested. I think the only thing they could do yeah, like a wait and see approach, like wow me. Yeah, it, it's I think the only way that they could recover from this is not not doing a sequel. Don't don't do something new. I'm not even saying do like Fallout five. I'm saying the only way to try and get gamers back is to do a remaster of Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas. Games that people liked the most out of all these games, that might get people again. And then, you know, five years down the line, whatever, 10 years down the line, you do a sequel then. But I think, like, what they need to do is get people back to remind them, like, hey, this is when Fallout was really good. And we took the time and it looks awesome now and it runs great. Um, but, yeah, this is this is doing some extremely bad damage to a franchise that I love. I love Fallout. And it, I can't. I can't do it, Donnie. Like it's it's been uninstalled from the Xbox for a long time. Uh, occasionally they'll put an update and I'll go and check it, and I check it for about ten minutes. I'm like, ugh, delete again. Like, but see, that's as much of a fan, I can't stand by and say this game is still good. It's not. It has it has promise. It has potential, but they're not doing anything right. And if I was, you know, if they were like, if they had sent out a, a survey or a poll asking us our opinion, I would have told them, what you need to do is make this a free to play game. Yep. <laughs> like yep. if like you need some goodwill and i mean that sounds you know like i'm just a customer wants a free game i would never i'm not gonna play this I would, you're not you, gonna play it anyway yeah right. you have it that's not what i'm trying to say they just need to get on the right side of folks because it seems like every time they mention fallout 76 they just keep digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper and i i know somebody there's gonna be somebody coming to our discord six months from now talking about how great fallout 76 is online uh and that's good i mean that's fine but there are a thousand headlines and articles and podcasts out there telling you that it's not and that means more than you know ten thousand people that find a home or a hundred thousand people that find a home in something that they enjoy because i mean fallout like i said fallout's a big deal talking mass effect fallout bioshock these are huge million dollar billion dollar value franchises that's it means so much more than one game right but one game can blow it for everything else and they're they just keep dragging it out i'm with you like if, if they made an announcement to say okay game is going free to play me as a person in day one i'd be a little upset by that but you're bringing more people maybe they can get more feedback more understanding of what they need to do to fix it so then for anybody who bought the game uh you get those online features for free you get that that subscription thing that's free for you 
but everyone else would have to pay if they want that. But the core game is now free. I'd be fine with something like that. Think about uh, what this generation has done to Fallout between Fallout 4 and then yeah. 76. Although Fallout 4, I still enjoyed. No, I know you did. Better than the core game, but yeah, Fallout 76 has been a, a nightmare. Yeah, and I've been really let down by it. And I, you know, I think uh, I know Fallout 4 fans like enjoyed the game, but I think a lot of folks are mostly, now I wouldn't say it's bad, but we're let down. Yeah. Right. It yeah. launched right next to The Witcher, and it just looked yes by comparison. It's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then to follow that up with this, it's just, oh, that's rough. That's real rough. You know, and it's not like Wolfenstein Youngblood either. I don't like that game, but I'm totally going to play the next Wolfenstein, you know, because that game come out. I see what it does. At least it does what it does well. I just don't like it. And that's fine for me. I know I like the other one. This which, speaking just, of which, if you followed the the updates for Wolfenstein Youngblood now, it's just regular Wolfenstein. They got rid of the different bullet stuff and everything. Like, it's, Oh, really? You should have no problems playing uh, then I might I might re-download it. Yeah, you I, could probably I, go through and beat it. Now I made it I made it all the way through to the end. I made it to the final boss and gave up there because the different bullets like I didn't have the ammo, so like there's no way I could get the remove mm-hmm. and armor stuff. Like it's all just find the gun you like. Yes, certain guns are stronger than others, but just unload on enemies and it's it's that they fixed everything in that game now. Too little, too late for most people, but it's it'll play like regular Wolfenstein now. Okay. Yep. That's it. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not invested into this franchise, but right. I mean, it's it's yeah. to be a fly on the wall watching it, and it's just like, what are you guys doing? Yep. 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 Fair enough. All right, let's put this to bed like Bethesda should have done with Fallout. Donnie, where will find you each and every week? You find me on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, everything, playing Nintendo, NOGs and playing Nintendo. And uh, you find me over on uh, the Nintendo Shack podcast feed. Where we put out uh, the Nintendo Shack podcast each and every week, mostly Thursdays, sometimes Fridays, and uh, yeah, all that good goodness. All right, you can head over to the website to find all the things Play Some Video Games does over at psvg.blog. You can find me on all of the things I've now coordinated all of my episodes, all at PSVG Kevin on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter. That uniform stuff is good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, had to, I had to spend some money to do it on the Xbox One, but I felt it was worth it just to worth just it. to do that. Um, next week will still be a regular show and I will kind of talk probably a little bit about extra life and what I'll be doing then is Josh and I, uh, Josh from board of video games is coming with me and we're going to coordinate some and watch us and hopefully we can set things up. So it's available on all the things, uh, but road otherwise trip. you'll definitely be able to find me a mixer. Yep. Road trip. And we're, we're hoping to have some fun, uh, for a good cause. So yeah. everybody stay tuned for more of that. But as always, we ask that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.